Kia ora and welcome to the Stronger Dads Collective podcast, where we aim to help dads be stronger versions of themselves as fathers, people, and in their athletic pursuits. I'm your host, Hayden Pritchard, and you can find me at hjp underscore stronger dads on Instagram, and you can learn more about me at hjpmethod.co.nz. Before you finish listening today, be sure to rate and subscribe on the platform you're listening to. Right, let's get into today's episode. Kia ora and welcome to episode 57 of the Stronger Dads Collective podcast. Today I am joined by a fellow Palmerstonian. He is a husband and father of three. Um, he's a bit of an endurance sport man is kind of what I think at the moment. Um, how you going, Nick? Good, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me, Hayden. Yeah, it's uh, good to be on the show. And uh, live and in person as well, mate. Yeah. As, as I said to you, I haven't had too many live and in persons. You're probably at a handful now, maybe three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always a little bit interesting as you, you know the people at home or listening through do not get uh, the visuals of us sitting here both staring at my stand-up <laughs> desk uh, with a with a little pop-up USB mic on yeah. the uh, on the stand. So it's not a uh, not a glamorous setup, no, is it? Hey, but it gets the job done, <laughs> as they say. Hey, it's not about glamour, and especially in the enduro sports, it's just about getting the job done. Yeah, no, yeah. but Nick did mention prior, you know, if you want to sponsor the podcast and uh, upgrade the setup, and you know, buy us a nice couch and some good mics, you're uh, yeah. you're more than welcome. But Nick, how you going, man? A few weeks back, um, I saw some posts on Instagram of you winning some things and doing quite well in a few different endurance events so do you just want to give us a little bit of a rundown of your last few weeks yeah so um yeah it's been a busy last few weeks so um i did my first ever bike race um uh that was three weeks ago now and that was around taranaki so um you start in new plymouth go around the mountain back up to the top of new plymouth and um honestly the conditions had never could never be worse like for my first ever bike windy. race it was super windy and it was raining monsoon <laughs> like it was I would wake up in the morning and just being like, oh man, I've got to go bike in this. It was pretty, pretty <laughs> nuts. And so, um, yeah, ended up coming 13th out of 150 riders. So um, for my first ever race, I was, I was pretty happy. Um, managed to stay off the bunch for the first half. And um, that was an awesome dynamic. Just, you know, you're going 50, 60 Ks now and a big group of like 20 or 30 riders and just no margin of error going up and down hills. Like it was a pretty surreal experience. Nothing I've ever sort of Sounds done a bit before. different to Zwift. A little bit different to Zwift. <laughs> we can get into that later, but yeah um a hugely different and and um but i mean yeah it was such uh, an out-of-body experience almost i was just really enjoying it and trying to just yeah. talk to people on the ride and everyone was dead silent <laughs> that was the bit that was um pretty crazy yeah everyone was just like focused and i was like oh this is cool like hey you know where are you from <laughs> is, is it kind of like that um i remember reading probably lance armstrong's book i think it was back in the day about yeah. some of the cycling stuff um, and they talk about you know everyone having to like take their turn yeah. at the front. So yeah. like, were you having to kind of figure that uh, out? Because a little bit, yeah. To, to you know, you haven't been training in packs. And no, no, I haven't. Day, so. um, yeah, just a little uh, social Sunday rides is all I've been doing really um, in, in packs. So yeah, but sort of sort of the top guys sort of dominated the front, and so I could just sort of hide in the back a little bit. But I remember we got to the bottom of the mountain, we turned left, and I sort of I was like, oh yeah, my turn. I'll try and take the lead, and we hit the wind, and I said, yeah, never mind, see you guys. <laughs> and they all just took off, and I sort of end up me and a couple other guys joined together and we banded together and sort of went around the mountain ourselves and yeah um yeah it was really good sort of working with those guys um and that was pretty much it yeah we just got back and i was saturated and yeah. uh, ready to do another race it was yeah it was a pretty cool experience um i really enjoyed it and then uh last weekend um we had the aquabike national so something me and dad um were keen to keen to do because dad's going to be over in spain um, at the end of the year and that's where the world yeah. champs are and so if we knew we could qualify for the world champs by doing well at the nationals then we could both try and make it over there yeah um yeah. and so um yeah we did that together again we turned up on in taupo it was at kinlock 
on the Sunday and there were meter swells in the, in the lake. It was just like, what is going on here, guys? Like, again, super windy. Um, they end up shortening the swim. So an aqua bike, if for people that don't know, is a, is a 1,500-meter swim and a 40K bike ride, a bit like a triathlon, but yeah. just no running at the end. And so, yeah, going into the swim, I'm not a confident swimmer. I've been doing swim training for about two years, but again, nothing ever so flashy. It's, um, it's pretty stock standard <laughs> stuff. Um, I didn't know how I was going. Dad was ready to bail. He didn't want any part of it. And then they announced they were going to shorten the swim to 200 meters. And we're 200? Like, is that yeah, all it was? Yeah, that's all there was. But again, I remember You're counting, handle, counting your lucky oh, stars. Oh, man, <laughs> I, was, I was. Because again, my, my dominant thing now at the moment is biking. So I was like, yeah, yeah sweet. Less swimming means I'm going to have a better chance on the bike. Um, I remember running into the water thinking, just get yourself out in front, try and get in the water. And I remember just swallowing bucket after bucket. Eh? It was it was pretty nasty. And I remember getting around the, the corner thinking, I'm going to stick my hand up. I don't know if I could swim this whole way. Even though it was only 200 meters, I was really struggling. Um, and then I sort of just like, just so get through them. Where does that start from? Does it start from the same place as where they do the Ironman? Down yeah, the, yeah, 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 down the, the thing. But they moved it over to the beach. So you went up, you went, um, and then across left, across the beach, and then back into where the start finish yeah. line was. Um, and I remember yeah, getting to the first boy, turning left and breaststroking for that, that next segment because I was really just, I just needed to survive really and get yeah. out of it. And then I turned back in the corner and then obviously had the current back into the shore and got back in and did the bike, was happy with the bike, um, ended up coming fifth overall. So I was pretty yeah. pretty happy with my first ever aqua bike. And then, um, yeah, won, won my age group for the Nationals, so um, qualified for World Champs. That's cool. Um, and Dad ended up coming second for his age group, which was pretty awesome too. So he qualified for World Champs. So. Yeah. Now, hopefully, we're going to get a bit of funding or um, look for some scholarships and stuff, and try. Yeah. And I'll try and get myself over there. Is it again? In Malaga, in Spain. So oh, Spain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool opportunity. I don't really want to let this one go by, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'll go back again next year and try. So and how old are you? Because you said age group. Age group. So I'm 31 now. Yeah, 31. So, so you sneak into like yeah, the last 30, 30 to 34. So yeah. they actually break them down in five year groups after. Yeah. yeah. 20 i think so yeah so you could any anyone could call, try and qualify it's for pretty, age group, for yeah. age group. Yeah. it's pretty cool um and then this weekend they've got the sprint triathlon age group champs in uh napier which i'll try and do next year as well try yeah. and qualify for that but it was just to do the aqua bike and and see how well we did and, and especially with me and dad doing it together it was pretty cool yeah, yeah. pretty cool experience managed to beat him so i was gonna say did you beat him oh, of course i beat him yeah <laughs> he's beaten me in a few half marathons back in the day but um i'm glad yeah. i got one over him finally yeah yeah so. Um, so that was a pretty cool experience, but yeah, it's been a busy, busy few weeks. Yeah. I mean, Kirsty was doing the round the bay, round the bay, because yeah. I, I yeah. saw her as I was in my zone trying to yeah. not die in the yeah. last couple, <laughs> yeah, couple of days into the wind. <laughs> you got to smash a good time too again as usual. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was about what I what I was after anyway. I thought around forty seven would be pretty good because yeah. I've been doing a bit more strength training than previously, and I yeah. kind of wanted to just make sure that I hadn't lost lost much. Like yeah. it would have been nice to beat my old time, but I I yeah. didn't feel like I'd been doing. Enough. <clears throat> enough runs to yeah. kind of actually achieve that hey, so still, i was like oh, within 30 seconds with the wind who knows maybe maybe on a better day i might have got it but yeah. there's always wind in wellington yeah. so you can't yeah. you can't claim that that was the issue when you're in no. wellington can you <laughs> also had it yeah. behind me for more time than i had going into it <laughs> yeah. so oh i say the same thing when i'm biking oh i didn't get that time because yeah the wind, yeah, the wind. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i was proud of kirsty yeah my wife she went down and did the 10k so she didn't done much training at all so to go out there and smash 10k in her personal best so um, yeah. pretty happy with her and she yeah she sort of 
getting on board with the running now that Madison, our youngest girl, two and a half, she's getting a bit older and yeah. she's getting into more into running as well. She yeah, I think I saw some well. post on Instagram or something with yeah. you guys going out for a family run or was it the... Yeah, we do the park, the run, park run together. Run. Yeah, we yeah. do the park yeah. run together. So that's, again, something really neat <clears throat> that um, families can get along and do. Like, yeah. um, I've got the boys... It started with me going with my workmates, so I got my workmates involved. We used to yeah. we were going down sort of every Saturday and then um, Elliot, my oldest boy, and Emmett, my middle boy, were kind of keen to get involved too. So I took Elliot down for a couple to get him used to it. Um, turns out he's lightning fast, so <laughs> it's really surprising. Um, but you know, he did he did really well. And then Emmett um, got him along, my six year old, and now the whole family goes on the Saturday. So it's become a lot of ritual for us to yeah, like a little yeah, 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 which is really cool and just something to you know start the weekend off really well. Yeah, um, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, gets everyone involved. Yeah, I pushed Madison in the pram, but she'll be up to running it at no point at some point soon. She's um. Well, yeah. I have to put that out there that actually on this ten k there was a guy that beat me with a pram. Did he? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I could see him pretty close to me near yeah. the end, and I'm oh. like, I saw him start ahead of me, and I'm like, ah, oh, he'll probably be caning it. Like if he's willing to do this with a pram, and he's oh, starting up yeah. near the forty minute guy, I'm like, oh geez. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I think man. I saw him about five hundred meters ahead of me towards the end, and I'm like, good on you, man. Like, oh, good on him. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. It's um, it's a different sport. Maybe they should have a sport with pram pushing. <laughs> I reckon it'd be a good one. You know, like, yeah, just there'd be some sort of national it probably champion. Is yeah, there'd probably something, some world record or something. Guy there'd be a standard weight that you have to have as well, like equivalent to yeah. a five-year-old. You have to put a water, two watermelons in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'd be keen for that challenge. Yeah, <laughs> get me on it. Sign me up. I think yeah. I'd be getting a better, you know, quality pram with some bigger wheels because I don't think mine yeah. would be too great for running. You got I little, think it'd be you alright, little, but it's the little ones, do you? Not little, little, but like it's not designed as like a proper. Yeah, gotta get the exercise pram. It's gotta be those big jump. Yeah, yeah, I know the ones. I know the ones. Yeah, Yeah, it's all about upgrading equipment. eh? (laughs) It's just an excuse. eh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, man, tell us a little bit about you know your childhood. You mentioned I mentioned that you're from Palmy. Yeah, another Palmy dad. So you know that's always good. Turbos fans. A massive. (laughs) Unfortunately, I mean, it was great listening to Newton last week on the podcast and um. And reliving that 2014 final because I was there, <laughs> yeah. me and Dad in the grandstand watching Nathan score that final try on a slab, and that never made been a prouder Turbo fan. And, yeah. and obviously knowing Nathan and Newton really well as well, it was yeah, it was a pretty surreal moment. Like that goes down in sort of rugby history for me as one of the top moments. Does. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was great listening and going, oh yeah, those were the good <laughs> days of 2014. Yeah. Because yeah. oh. Dave has a um, signed Turbo jersey, my brother. Yeah. Um, that's that 2014 year, so yeah. I think it's got all the signatures on oh, there. It's yeah. framed in his house. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> From the championship now. winning yeah. side. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. cool moment. Yeah, so, yeah, Grant Palmer, obviously, Turbos fan. Um, yeah, I was trying to think back, actually, before the podcast, you know, thinking about my life and mm. sort of growing up in Palmer. And, and the one thing that still stood out was, like, I was never really pushed into doing sport, but I really love sport. Like, mm. just growing up, I played hockey, at primary school, I played touch every morning before school, at lunchtime, after yeah. school. Like, I used to love playing touch rugby, um, and that was in primary school. And then I got to high school, played soccer most of high school, um, and loved, loved playing soccer. Um, but, yeah, my parents never sort of said, hey, like, you should train or do this. Like, mm-hmm. I was sort of naturally gifted, but I never never thought of training. Like, I was like, oh, you know. Yeah. We go, I remember the, the Curry brothers. I don't know if you remember Sean Curry and, yeah. and um, Josh Curry and stuff. They were always training, and they always beat me across country and running. And I was like, man. <laughs> Their dad's the high jump coach. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, why did I not beat them? And Dad's like, because you're not training. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll go for a few runs, but it's, it's more than that. And now I've learned, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's much more than just going out for a couple of runs and thinking, hey, that's training. So do you pretty much just used to turn up to like the team trainings? and that Yeah, that was it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, and because I went to Long Bernard Venice College, 
and obviously a great school growing up for me mm -hmm. um, and the friends I have that I've got, you know, forever. But it wasn't a school where you go to play sports, no, like, no, a, you no. know. Um, and so I never, so never really developed. Um, Did you play skills. basketball? Because I thought Longbone were pretty good at basketball. Yeah, yeah, I played basketball my last year of high school. Um, yeah. Got most improved player, so I was happy about that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good award or not, but I'll take it. Um, it's an award, mate. You got yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I got MVP of the, the soccer team that in my last year of high school. Yeah. But again, we weren't playing like high divisions or anything like yeah, that. It was yeah. um, it was pretty low key. And so then, yeah, after after high school I didn't really do much for sports mm. um, I ended up playing music I got more into music so I was in a band for four years while I was at university so um, I'll take that as probably more life experience I bet I got out of university was actually playing in a band and, yeah. and learning a lot of life skills from that it was pretty cool um, you know we played on each what instruments do you play? I played bass during yeah. that time but I played guitar and piano as well and yeah. things like that so that was a cool time, and I dabbled in a little bit of rugby here and there. Mm. You know, a couple of mates like, oh, come play some rugby, because I, re I really love rugby. You know, I watched all the time, massive Turbos fan. Yeah. Um, and a couple of mates were like, come play for us and see. And I, I never sort of got into it and such, because I've never played rugby in my life. And, yeah. you know, being a skinny <laughs> a skinny boy, it, it's, yeah. um, it was been pretty hard on the body. And Dad was like, avid, I was never going to play rugby. You know, he was, he's, he was He didn't want like, you to? Nah, he's just from a safety point of view. And you, yeah. like, obviously, you get hit, you, you can yeah. get knocked out and all that kind of stuff. And so... Um, so I ended up playing music for the four years of university, um, really enjoyed that, but then I had to get a job. Um, uh, we got married at my second year of university, so that was, again, a, a pretty big life experience. Mm. Um, and so then, yeah, obviously I had to find a job after university, studied food tech, so I wanted to find something in the food industry, and ended up moving to Auckland, got a job up there. At the same time, I found out we were pregnant with Elliot. So that was a bit yeah. of a, that was a pretty surreal moment in our lives. Like we're like, man, do we move to Auckland? We've got a yeah. little one. You know, we don't know anyone in Auckland really. We're gonna have to start. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a massive change for us, and so yeah. um, end up moving to Auckland um, and really loving it. Like we spent five years there. I worked in the same job for the five years. Um, it was yeah, such a great experience. But a part of the experience was um, playing rugby. So, one so of you my, didn't play rugby until you were up there? Did yeah. You, or did you play in uni? I, a little bit in uni. Like, yeah. you know, I played half a season for, for Freiburg under yeah. 21s or something, but like like a couple of games here and there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything serious, yeah. you know. Um, and so I had a friend my, of mine, Blake. He lived in Wanganui. He ended up moving to Auckland and living with us for a little bit while before we had Elliot or while we had Elliot and we needed someone to help, you know, share the cost of the housing because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. super expensive renting and, and things like that. So... Um, we'd, I said, he, he was a massive rugby player, loved playing rugby, and I said, well, I'll come play rugby with you. It's a great way to meet people and, mm. and sort of immerse yourself into the, you know, the, the, the area, um, get to know people, and so we ended up playing under-85s rugby um, yeah. for the Ponsonby Hustlers, which, uh, shout out to the, the Hustlers, they're an awesome team, awesome group of people. Um, and a great age, like a weight group, you know, under 85 kilos. I was sitting at 75 at the time. So again, I was still pretty small for the, the weight group, but it was perfect for me to get my introduction to rugby. Better than being open, maybe having you know, yeah. 120 kilo yeah. Also, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. So I played three years up there. We won two championships and, um, just the culture in terms of like learning how to train properly. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you had to fight for your position every week. Um, and so I really had to focus on, on training and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty cool. So it was kind of your first time that you had focused on like the yeah. training aspect. Yeah. Aside from, I guess, skills and stuff like you would have done with the team yeah. sessions. Yeah. Now outside of work, like I was starting to go for runs, 
you know, I was doing a bit of speed work with like a, a like a, um, it was really industrial, but like a tight car tie and you tie a weight yeah. into it and you start doing shuttles with it. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. just kind of rudimentary stuff like that. I always got into, um, which is pretty cool and tried to be the, you know, I was obviously very new to rugby, so I didn't have the skill set. Like, mm. you know, I didn't know how to run a slide or a cut or anything like that, but I knew if I could be the fittest player on the team, then I had a chance of, of yeah. sort of making an impact. So I just worked really hard at getting fit. So yeah. When, when you were growing up, because you mentioned your dad, recently with your um, aqua bike thing that yes, going to the yeah. world as well like was your dad active and do you have any siblings were they uh, so i have one younger sister which didn't help with the sport thing so yeah. you know we sort of yeah we didn't really do sports together at all <laughs> um which yeah, yeah i wish i sort of had brothers um but at the same time for I, that sporting side. yeah for yeah, that sporting yeah, yeah. thing but at the same time it was still cool having you know a younger sister to grow yeah. with and sort of you know teach things and stuff um, and it was and just the two of you. Just the two of yeah. us. And and mum and dad, we like we didn't grow up with a lot, so mum and dad spent a lot of time working just to support us. You know, yeah. mum and, and dad were really young when I was born. I think dad was only 18. Oh, wow. And so yeah. he had to work and go to university and try and support us, um, you know, from a really early age. So they sacrificed a lot for us. So in terms of, like, you know, focusing on sport, it wasn't a really big thing for them. Yeah. Um, because obviously there was much bigger issues to worry about than just yeah, sport. yeah. Which I'm very grateful for because it's allowed me to have the life I've had now yeah, um, yeah. and the opportunities that I've had. But your yeah, dad sort of cycled everywhere because, again, it was cheaper than, yeah, than driving. Yeah. So he had, a, he had a natural background Almost in cycling. Almost like an inbuilt fitness from his just normal daily activities. Exactly right, yeah. 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 And so, But he used to do biking. like He'd bike to, from Palmy to Napier with his dad. Oh, you know really? stuff like that without any training or anything you know like he said he it ruined him but um yeah. you know he did stuff like that just real randomly um yeah. and so yeah he's always enjoyed a challenge it. type of thing yeah. yeah yeah and so then i think when i was about i don't know 14 or 15 he got into triathlons with his friend darren <clears throat> and uh, you know at the time i was like man like why don't i take more notice of this yeah. um but then like dad used to say to me he'd be like you know, you're busy hanging out with girls or chasing the, doing this, and you had your own thing going. You weren't interested in what dad was doing, and I was like, oh yeah. man, like I'm, I was a bit gutted. Like I wish I'd paid more attention to what you were you doing. Kind of missed that part of him being competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, he did. I think he did four or five triathlons, and he trained pretty hard for them. Um, uh, never sort of was went it like a standard distance. Yeah, or? just a normal yeah. Olympic triathlons. I think he did a sprint one here and there, but yeah. um, it was just more for him and his friend Darren to do together and. Yeah. Um, you know, did it for about five years or so. And so then that sort of sparked the idea of triathlon, which led me down to where I am now. But at the time I was like, man, like I had no idea you were sort of that involved with it or what it was, <coughs> what was required to get to that level. Yeah. Like now that I'm, I'm doing it myself, I'm like, oh man, you're like, you can must have committed a bit of time. So how old were you? Were you a teenager at the time? I must have been a teenager, yeah. yeah. So you're pretty yeah. caught in your own... own yeah, as, you know, as teenagers yeah, are. Yeah. But Not it makes me think about, you know, hopefully, hopefully when I'm you know, older and my kids are teenage years, I hope, hopefully they sort of understand or like I then can think about going back to that point and going, hey, like my kids aren't going to be interested in what I'm doing, but maybe I could try and be more interested in what they're doing or, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. So it makes me think about when they get older, you know, How what that they, affect kind of the way yeah, that you'll yeah, do that. Parenthood yeah, parenthood or, or train or, you know, be an influence and stuff. But then again, dad never pushed me into sports and stuff. So he was never really involved in the sports I was doing, like soccer or things like that. Yeah. I ended up just doing it on my own or with my friends kind of thing. Yeah. So, Again, that's a different side of things as well. But yeah, the rugby in Auckland was awesome. Like learning to train, yeah. um, working with a team and stuff. And and I just saw it as a massive challenge because every time I took step on that rugby field, I was scared. Like honestly, <laughs> I've never been more scared or more nervous. Like I played in bands. I played in front of tens of thousands of people in a band and stuff. No fear. I could get up and do public <laughs> speaking. Honestly, getting on a rugby field 
and having to you know have a team rely on me to do my job was super scary yeah That's so funny. And, yeah and it was it was you know i'm thinking about it now it was great for the the mindset and the mental side of things because you had to learn to like obviously channel that fear and, and put a performance on the field that you're proud of but at the same time yeah you're like oh scared so, you know, so for you with that that fear of the rugby was it the fact that it was physical was it the fact that you had to perform you know that was everything yeah. those around you yeah. like just all yeah. of that kind all of, of it yeah like i don't want to let the team down for one yeah so you know obviously being new to rugby i i had to develop you know, be able to pass the ball learn the plays and things like that learning the plays wasn't too bad because i pick up things quite easily but mm-hmm. yeah then understanding how that works in terms of me actually delivering that on the rugby field yeah. Um, and then the physical side, obviously, as well, was, you know, I didn't want to get hurt or, you know, injure myself or get knocked out was the main thing. Obviously, Dad being like, you know, you shouldn't be playing rugby. <laughs> he bought me a, he bought me a, a helmet and, you know, to make sure, I, you know, the, the caps for the rugby and yeah. uh, make sure I wouldn't get hurt and stuff. Not that I ever wore it. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, I was on the wing or playing fullback. So, again, I was the likelihood of me getting smashed was pretty low. But, yeah, unless um, you're running it straight back and a prop happens yeah, to be Yeah, happens like, to be popping yeah. up. But, again, at under-85s, everyone's a similar size. So, wasn't too bad mm-hmm. um but yeah again i was yeah it was, it was putting yourself and i've learned over the life putting yourself in those situations makes you either crumble as a person or grow as a person and it just helps strengthen me in terms of facing your fears getting out mm-hmm. of rugby field and and then afterwards you have a beer and, and enjoy yeah. the social side of things as well which um you know i made some really just good the friends team side of it, eh? That's yeah the part i think from doing individual stuff yeah nowadays myself when i look back on sort of my you know playing rugby and those yeah. sorts of thing days it is the part i think that you don't get so much you know there isn't that social side there still is to an extent yes yeah you but it's very different yeah. it's not the very same different. as a group you know yeah that you just team of people yeah. all working together on the and field you've achieved you know? something yeah. you've won something or even if you're lost you get together band together and yeah. and talk about it after the game share a beer have a good night out and yeah. and do it all again next week you know yeah, yeah. um rinse and repeat and it and it's really good and i've made some really good friends especially in auckland um who i still keep in contact nowadays with um and it's pretty cool. Um, so I did that for three years, um, and then yeah, then we moved back back home. But in the you know during, during that time though, like rewinding back because you started the training, you were in a new job, you're in a new city, you just had a kid. Yeah. How did you kind of manage that whole dynamic? Like, did you start playing rugby before your first child, or did you start playing rugby after? Or, Trump, yeah. And then yeah. how did you kind of manage that time yeah. demand? Because obviously, you know, Kirsty doesn't want you swatting off every. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Every day to training. So how, how that kind of uh, it, Yeah, I don't know how it worked. It just does. I mean, <laughs> yeah, trying to think back. It's funny when you look back on things like that, I hear. Yeah, like Elliot was born uh, in in October of 2015. I started playing rugby in 2016. So yeah, so, so we got yeah. used to having, you know, Elliot in the house. And I think um, playing sport was, again, an outlet for myself um, yeah. to just get out of the house and do something. You know, something that, for you. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. But at the same time, I was also playing a lot of video games, which, yeah. you know, I was, um, yeah, I was massively into video games from about yeah. when I was 18 till about 26. Um, so yeah, in between playing rugby and dealing with the card <laughs> and, and obviously doing a new job and things like that, I was playing a lot of video games, um, which isn't particularly great or healthy or, you know, did get a, few, a word a few times, but again, it's just like learning, you know, as a coping, it was a coping mechanism for me at the time of yeah. dealing with all that kind of going on. Yeah, it was yeah. something I could do. I mean, you only have so much mental capacity for so many things. 
<laughs> and so I found gaming was a way of just zoning out and I didn't have to have any mental capacity. I could just yeah. sit there and play video games for hours and not have to think about it, <laughs> which was not great. But again, it developed my competitiveness. Like I was super yeah. competitive. I ended up becoming one of the top 10 Battlefield players in New Zealand on PlayStation. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. And so like I've always had this drive about me, <laughs> which developed, yeah. So it's about how you channel that into your everyday life. So mm-hmm. if you make... If you make video games, obviously that, that was the outlet for my competitiveness as well as the rugby a little bit. Mm. Um, and now I've all channeled that into whatever I do now, which is endurance yeah. sports and, and trying to be the best father and, and husband I can be as well. Yeah. Um, but at the time I was young, you know, when you're young, you sort of don't... It's you, hard. You would have been what? 23. I, yeah, yeah, Elliot, 20s. so 23, 24. So you feel like, yeah, you can do all these things and not get burnt <laughs> out. Um, but looking back, yeah, like Kirstie, I remember one week she measured how many how many times hours I was playing video games. <laughs> it was twenty three hours in a week. So I was doing twenty three hours a week of video games, <laughs> and then I was playing rugby training twice a week. Then I was going to rugby on Saturday, <coughs> working forty hours a week, and then obviously got a newborn, um, or like yeah, the six month old to a year old. Um, yeah, I don't even train 20, 23 hours a week now yeah, in terms yeah. of full full training. Like it, I just man, I must have wasted so much time. <laughs> But at the time, you obviously Did don't think. Did you at like, like late at night though? Yeah, I'd game to like three in the morning, oh, and geez. then and then get like five hours of sleep, or like not even that, four hours of sleep, and then I'd go and yeah, woken up yeah, probably. Yeah. Now I've kissed you, deal with Elliot, so I don't have to worry about that <laughs> side of things. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, and, and and looking back, like I feel quite bad about how, not bad, but like yeah, I should I regret sort of the time I spent. I, I would have missed a lot of. You know, like, I'd, like, rush to get Elliot to bed so then I could go play video games for 10 hours or whatever. Yeah. And so you end up missing out on those early moments. And, and now that I've spent more time with Madison now, I'm like, oh, man, like, I miss having those awesome times with Elliot. Like, I still remember, like, them and growing yeah, up with them. But, yeah. but I could have spent so much more time being more, I think, um, aware or more yeah, self-aware and, and be more present, I think, would have been great. So but... do you think you've almost, like, <coughs> some of those lessons from Elliot have... Yeah, you change the way yeah, that you parent yeah, with yeah. number two and three. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Learning, um, yeah, to be more present and and um, and yeah, making time for those small, more small things. Even like today, I had I was working from home day and just having Madison around and just being yeah. you know with her and stuff. And yeah, she's a joy. You know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so there's definitely things you learn. It's so funny though, like when you think about that whole like you said, rushing to get them to be a type thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's something you kind of do, and then you're like, so what do we do now? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now I've got to train, but um, yeah. Coach yeah. up on your bike for 23 hours a week. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You play you, the video games. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think video games are so different in terms of, of the, of, you know, compared to like just like working out your body and stuff like that. I think from a mental point of view, like just, just jamming video games. Like I, I you know, I, I don't bag anyone for playing video games and stuff because I obviously did it for like 10 mm. years of my life. <laughs> yeah. And I still enjoy playing the odd game here and there. But I think it just ended up consuming me. Yeah. And and things will, like I have an addictive personality. Um, yeah. And so I think that really consumed me. So <coughs> trying to find out, yeah. you know, find that out early on is better than, than, than yeah. letting it carry on. I think I let it carry on too long. And then, I, yeah, something made a cut, replaced it was with there a reason? Else. Was there any like sort of reason that you thought, oh, I'm doing this too much? Or Kirsty said you're doing this too well, much? Well, Kirsty always said I was doing it too much. <laughs> but then she'd buy me like a new Xbox or something. So she, she's really feeding the habit now. <laughs> Um, enabling that <laughs> enabling, <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I don't know what made the change I think moving back home to Palmy yeah. um, and just being around family more I think because we didn't have any family up here now we, we had more family down here just spending more time with them yeah. um, and then yeah focusing so did you on... end up having a bit of a group 
up there? Like people, because you mentioned you went there, you pretty much knew no one. Yeah, yeah, like, we did. Did yeah. you end up getting a good community around you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did particularly. I think Kirsty still find it quite hard because. Um, I'll just take a drink of water. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often talk this much, so <laughs> my wife would be like, who are you? <laughs> I don't talk this much at home. Um, Kirsty found it quite hard because we were young and we had a young family and not many people our age were having kids, like mm. 22, 23. was really quite young. Um, and so, yeah, we found, um, Kirsty felt quite isolated, whereas I had my rugby mates. Yeah. So I could go out and hang out with them, have a good time, and come home. freedom almost. <coughs> yeah. And so... Um, I think the decision coming home was better for her than it was for me. I, I really missed, like, I missed going to the sports games. I, would, mm. I was there when Grant Elliott had a six to win, you know, that semi-final in South <laughs> yeah, Africa. That's why we named Elliott Elliott. Is after, oh, really? Is after Grant Elliott, yeah. We won 59 for one after 14. Oh, my goodness. We're killing it, so yeah. we've done all right. <laughs> Love my cricket. Um, and so, yeah, when Elliott was named after Grant Elliott, I came home from that game and I said, Kirsty, we're calling him Elliott. She's like, she's like, okay, well, sweet. Yeah, we'll do that. So, um yeah, so that, you know, going to sports games, going to, you know, concerts and stuff. Yeah. I had a really good workmate friendship, so we used to go to concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. But Kirsty sort of missed out because she had to stay at home and look after Elliot. Looking after the kids. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so, um, again, I had a really good time in Auckland. She probably felt like it was a bit of a mixed... Mm-hmm. We had a really good church group that we, you know, sort of got involved with. But again, yeah, yeah it was sort of... I had my rugby and, and she had that and um, it sort of wasn't linked together. So we were sort yeah. of doing things separately rather than together. Um, which made it quite hard as well. And it was really hard when the kids are real little like that as well because they are so dependent on mum. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's what I've found, especially, you know, the second time, obviously I've noticed it a little bit more just because you're seeing it again, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just how all-consuming that is because, you know, breastfeeding, all of those things, like, you, you often yeah. are quite useless, you know, yeah. as a man for, like, yeah. a lot of the first little the, period. Like, you exactly can do stuff right. to help, obviously, and you can be involved yeah. with the kids. Yeah, clean the house or whatever. But yeah, there's but just it's stuff you actually yeah, cannot do. can't yeah. do, like, yeah. you can't physically do, and, you know, they'll settle easier for mum and all of those sorts of things because, you know, mum's got the milk yeah. and all of these things. Like, yeah. I don't know, I just think from a dad, it's actually a really hard time because you kind of... Yeah. You almost sometimes want to be able to do more or often want to be able to do more, but you just... Like, yeah. you almost feel a little bit powerless, you especially do. in those yeah. first few months. Yeah, like, yeah, is what yeah. I always, yeah. want, you know, the two kids we've had. Yeah. I've really felt that way. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, you can escape a little bit because you're not as needed as mum and then mum gets stuck at home. And it's yeah. like, you can see why, you know, postnatal depression is really oh, common, yeah. eh? Because, yeah. like, yeah. people just, you know... Yeah. probably do feel a bit trapped like you mentioned you can't get yeah. out yeah know? and so especially living in a new city you know yeah, yeah. and and I'm doing my own thing and, and um, yeah she's stuck with the kids and can't yeah. sort of escape and, and do her thing yeah. um, and my wife's a real people's person like she was a hairdresser <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she she's a massive extrovert. So being stuck at home all day, with, oh man, yeah, like <laughs> I can I can see I can see contact. why she struggled. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I'm glad I didn't realize earlier or or took the time to you know. But again, I'm it was quite self selfish of me. But I enjoyed what I was doing, you know, <laughs> the sports and things like that as well. You know, yeah. I, for my mental well being, it, it sort of kept me going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Our relationships yeah. are always real. Oh yeah. Yeah. Challenging like that. You know, there's always yeah. you know. <laughs> but um different ways of looking at it and different you know you get you have a completely different perspective where you see something completely differently yeah it's just yeah yeah trying to balance that and figure that out like it's a one of those big things and challenges of marriage isn't it you know, yeah yeah <laughs> working yeah. through those things yeah. and trying to have those conversations and actually have good communication oh, it's, it's so hard but again like i wouldn't <laughs> it's I'll, easy to say it. it's hard to do it <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah. and i wouldn't be able to do anything i do today without sort of her support yeah her stability she's a massive you know the biggest rock in our family yeah yeah 
Um, <clears throat> so for me to achieve anything cannot come until she's 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 the number one supporter so yeah 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 so 100%. yeah even after all those you know years of sort of struggling <laughs> through that and stuff um yeah she's still by my side and still supporting and stuff yeah. and so it's just pretty cool um yeah no, and so the gaming whether that's where we were we started yeah, going yeah, off track yeah yeah gaming yeah so the gaming you sort of finished that up yeah sort just of as you moved back or something was yeah it? yeah i sort of i was doing a little bit when we moved home again but it wasn't wasn't as bad and i sort of just started weaning myself off a little bit you know just started just playing less and less and less and mm. sort of now like i don't need to play it anymore which is good um but i've channeled that into obviously my you endurance my my endurance sport now but obviously that's more helpful in terms of um it's now become sort of something my kids can see me doing that's more yeah. you know more um a good habit yeah a great habit um it's better for my mental health um and and i'll probably i probably do it less than i was doing the gaming as yeah. well so yeah you'd um, be doing pretty well as a <coughs> doing 20 hours a week trying to do 20 hours a week 20, of training. Yeah. i'm trying to do 15 and that's yeah. that's pretty hard work trying to sustain 15 well, hours a week that's the thing that i've always thought with cycling man it just yeah. seems so hard is the like the time you have to spend on the bike, like yeah. running, you know, like you, you can yeah. only do so many, you know, two hour plus runs, you know, in a, in a time period in a week or whatever, like you can't run yeah. as for as long as you can cycle. Whereas you could go out for multiple two or three hour rides per week oh, and it yeah. would be yeah normal, wouldn't it? It would be definitely normal. Yeah. <laughs> or they've been doing like a five or six hour ride on a Saturday or Sunday. It leaks up half your <laughs> That's day. That's right. I mean, when you know? would you ever do that for a run? You know, yeah. If you're training for an ultra. Yeah. You only do a couple of days. That exactly would even right. have that sort of volume. Yeah. Every week you're doing that sort of time commitment. Yeah, so that's why Zwift is really great. Um, we can talk about Zwift now <laughs> if you want, or talk about you know when, you know playing rugby um, when I moved back home and stuff first if you want, or might you sort of. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll carry on with the with the story. Yeah, the, coming back to Palmy and then we'll get into the triathlon piece. Triathlon yeah. Thing, yeah. So um, when we moved back to from Auckland, I I decided I needed to bulk up a bit because I was gonna I wanted to play rugby back down here. Um, yeah. I knew a couple of friends and stuff and. And Newt's is and, there uh, eighty fives here? No, there wasn't. So yeah, that's why I, mean, I needed. To, I needed to put on some size. So yeah, um, I end up um, Newton and Nathan sort of said, "Oh, I'll go play for Kia Toa." Yeah. Um, and so I met, went down there. Um, first training was just before COVID hit, and then obviously COVID happened, all that kind of stuff. But I had put on a bit of size, so instead of being seventy five, I was now eighty five, sort mm. of getting closer to ninety. And then I was also trying to play basketball at the time, and I absolutely <laughs> ruined my knees. Like yeah. to the point, like I couldn't walk properly, like because really? I, just putting the extra 10, 15 kilos on my my knees. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, I was trying to, yeah, jumping. I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to learn to try and, um, I wanted to slam dunk because I spent all the COVID just trying to get out <laughs> of basketball and trying to practice and jumping and stuff, and obviously not learning about load management or yeah, yeah. stretching or anything like that. But I played two seasons of rugby on poor knees, um, and then I did my MCL. The last year I played rugby and I said, I'm not playing rugby again. I got yeah. tackled by 120 kilo, number eight, who ran as fast as I did. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. And um, he, yeah, I got crushed underneath his body and I felt my MCL just go. And I had to take six weeks off and I was so gutted um, oh, that I injured myself. And then ended up playing two years of soccer. So the last two years I played football, a um, yeah. bunch of my mates. I played for Marist Reserves one year and then I went and played for Fielding last year. Really enjoyed playing football again. I played it all through high school. Yeah. And so um, getting back and, and being like a really fit, um, like I kept the fitness up, doing lots of running. But again, mm. the knees started going and, and just I had with that impact. Yeah. yeah. And so the network. So did you ever get anything done to the MCL or was it just you rehabbed it? No, nah, I just rehabbed it for yeah. six weeks. Yeah, just luckily I didn't need surgery or anything. Um, yeah. That was my first sort of major, major injury that I'd ever done. So 
I've done ankles all the you know, niggly ankles and stuff. Once you hit yeah. 25, man, the injuries start just, <laughs> your just body just starts falling apart. It's, it's, but then I see like kids these days that are 20, 21, and they're like, oh, I've done my hamstring or done my knee. I was like, man, I didn't get injured until I was like 25, 26. Like, what is wrong with the generation these days? Probably doing as many yeah, well, challenging not. things yeah. or training as hard. Probably, probably not, to be fair. These kids We're are... 174 for three now, mate. Oh, so oh lost we lost a couple, a couple of wickets. Damn yeah. it. Oh, Hopefully. Still not too bad. No. Four left. I think we're going to make 200, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, but yeah, so then I played soccer. And so then in order to deal with my, my terrible knees, I started swimming. So oh, okay. I started swimming two years ago just to try and get fitness going. Um, Had you swum before at all? Nah, nah. So I did. did you know how to swim? I knew how to swim. I could do freestyle. I could mm. do bridge. I could, yeah, I sort of knew the basics, but... Um, swimming is technique based like honestly <laughs> it's amazing like top swimmers they're just all technique it's yeah. not about strength it's just about as being as efficient in the water as you possibly can so dad taught me effortless swimming which is a style of swimming they use in triathlon and long distance swimming to try and minimize the impact of energy yeah. you know expenditure and um, swim like really smoothly so your water. dad been doing more training at this time as well no nah, he hadn't he just sort of got and I just started swimming just for the sake of swimming and then he sort of like oh well you should learn this technique and so I was like oh, yeah. okay I'll watch a few YouTube videos and he just took me to the pool a couple of times showed me oh, what I, I need to do yeah, and, yeah. and stuff and he hadn't really got back into training at all he was still just biking around and doing mm-hmm. his own thing and um and then um yeah so I started swimming and then I was doing a little bit of biking here and there but like nothing like I'd go on a 40k on a Saturday ride with dad or occasionally very occasionally yeah. I'd sometimes cycle to work so I started working in Martin so that was uh 40ks away so sometimes I'd bike to Martin and back in a day but again that was like super dangerous and took me forever um yeah because one thing i learned <laughs> i would be a fan of so oh, on many new zealand oh friends. no it was um yeah it was a bit sketchy yeah that's for sure and my wife did not like that at all yeah. so um yeah so i started doing a bit of that just to try and help the knees out because i couldn't run very Trying much so, something yeah, yeah. um because i keep hurting my knees and so yeah i started doing i started watching youtube videos on um i don't know if you know a guy called um knees over toes He's a, he's yeah, a, he's a, he's a yeah, so I started doing some of that stuff to try and rehab them, and um, it took over a year. It took yeah. over a year to get them back to sort of being able to run so properly. So you're not and running during that time pretty not, much? Not predominantly, no. I was yeah. doing just swimming, really, um, to try and... That was two years ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, back playing soccer last year was the knees were much better, but I had to wear this stupid little ankle, like these um, patella sort of things to try and hold the knee up so that that would just take the load off the patella. That's the one that just is real tight underneath. Yeah, yeah, just sits yeah, yeah. there. So I was playing football with that. Um, and now I don't have to run with them at all and stuff. Yeah. And, and I predominantly take that down to biking and um, as actually really helped strengthening the, the quad yeah. muscles and stuff. And so then last year, um, I wanted to get into biking a bit more. I got a new job at Toyota New Zealand. So I became a data analyst there. Before that, I was doing a super stressful job as a supply chain manager out of selling yeah. manufacturer. And I was driving, you know, an hour and a half Just um, for work, for work yeah. every day. Um, and that was taking a huge chunk of what I wanted to achieve. And, you know, I really sat down and thought, you know, what do I want to achieve out of my life at the moment? And I really wanted to be, I wanted to see how far I could take, you know, being an endurance athlete. Mm-hmm. Um and it sort of developed now into being a really a really good cyclist. But at the time, I just wanted to do triathlon and stuff like that. So I did my first triathlon last year at Kinloch. Um, didn't do, like, amazingly well, but I got I did my first one and, mm. and sort of got the bug. <clears throat> and then I got this new job at Toyota. And, man, what an awesome – that changed my life, essentially. Yeah. So, first of all, I wasn't doing an hour and a half every day in the car. Yeah. The work was only five minutes down the road. So that meant that I could train an extra hour and a half a day. Is that or, an active decision and, like, active point of choosing to – 
try and get a job there as well? Was yes, it was an active. I really wanted to work at Toyota. I grew up at the school across the road from it, so yeah. I, I went to school there. Um, and it was sort of a place I've always wanted to work. Like you know, it's one of the top top yeah, jobs yeah. in Palmerston North or top places to work. Um, corporate environment, but in a rural setting, um, like way more opportunity and even more opportunity now that I work there than I actually could ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got I went away from doing a, a stressful people management role to just looking at numbers every day. <laughs> um, which again we talk about mental capacity, um, you know, like I'm a dad, you know, I'm a husband, I gotta, you know, run the household, you know, do yeah. all that kind of thing. And then I want to train, which takes up a, a bunch of mental 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 capacity. And then I want to, and then I was people managing, which took up a huge amount of my stress. So lots and, of relational outlook yeah, every day. And, yeah, and and I, and I, and believe it or not, I'm an introvert by nature, so <laughs> I, I I refresh on on being by myself and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so taking away one of those mental loads, which was the the stressful job, meant that I could then now focus on being a better husband, better father, and also then I could put more effort into my training. Yeah. Um, which was because you opened aspect. up extra time yeah. exactly right I've got an hour and a half every day and then I'm not sitting going at the pool at 6 o'clock in the morning thinking oh crap I'm going to be working an hour so I need to do this quickly and this quickly and then I'm thinking about what I need to do at work whereas now I get in the pool and go oh I've got time to do this this and all I think about is just doing my, my training and stuff so you yeah. can spend more time doing that um, which is really it's cool. real funny like you talk about that design you're almost like designing your I know it's not like yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't have full autonomy of choosing the job and no, blah blah blah. No. But you can you know try and make decisions that align yeah. with that, but yeah. it's quite funny how making that one decision, like yeah. even just hearing you talk about it, like the mental clarity that yeah. that sort of gives you without having to think of this travel time. Yeah, travel time um, and and trying to manage people, man. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. I had I've been managing people since I was twenty five, and so you know from a young age. Was, it's, and I've never been taught to manage people. Like I was never thrown. Here's a, here's a guidebook on how to manage people at 25 years old. You sort of get that with life experience as you move up in positions. But I was thrown sort of in the deep end early on, which was great for my career. Um, yeah. It was really beneficial, and obviously the money that came with it was really good too. But at the same time, like man, it was stressful. And so I used gaming as an outlet to deal with that stress as well. Um, yeah, but, so we, but, yeah, we can look back and kind of see yeah, some of that. Yeah, yeah, you can. And so then. You know, I got this job um, at Toyota, the data, data analyst, and it was perfect for me. Like, honestly, mm. there could be a job, not more, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I don't know why I wasn't a data analyst earlier. Because I look through my life and I look at different situations. Like, when I was um, growing up playing, I played cricket in the backyard, right? And yeah. I'd just bowl against a tree, I'd bowl against a tree. And then I would picture that ball going somewhere and I'd be like, oh, that's a four or that's yeah. a two. And then I'd write it down. And I literally would record keep the scores. To keep the scores. Or yeah. we'd play backyard cricket at university and I would have a spreadsheet of all our scores, <laughs> all our wickets, all the run rates. And like I would do data analysis on all of that. And and I realized, man, like I've just been data driven all this whole my whole yeah. life. Like I didn't realize. And so doing this job was perfect for me. I mean, I wasn't managing people. I could do my eight hours a day and I could go home and don't have to think about work. So how, how did you make that transition to the data side though? Because if you were doing... A people management or whatever it was previously yeah like with data there's a whole bunch of you know different Excel, courses yeah. you've got to learn the coding languages yeah. and all of yeah. those things as well i just i just learned it like yeah. i just picked it up on the job and uh, my, my, most of the data analysis but did you need it when you applied for it or did now nah, there's other people that are doing the more manual coding side and you're more yeah there's there's like you we have a we have an it department that runs all the power bi's and yeah. does all like the, oh, the background okay. yeah. and so I just need to like, collate it all and then report on it, do presentations and, and things oh, like that. I see. Yeah. Um, obviously, I still had to learn Excel. And you got to understand yeah. the back end. Yeah. yeah, so I learned it all. But again, 
I'm quite lucky and I can pick up things like that quite quickly and, and learn learn on the fly. So I was quite lucky mm-hmm. in that. And they gave me time to learn it as well. Um, and because they, when I first applied for the job, I said, hey, look, I'm I'm keen to get back to a people management position, but I'm happy just to do an eight to five sort of job to start yeah. with. And they're like, perfect, here you go, here's this job. Um, mm-hmm. We want we want you on board um, and we want you to work for us and stuff. So that was pretty cool from Toyota yeah, point cool, of view yeah. to support. And they've been really supportive ever since. Um, having yeah. a workplace, having workmates and colleagues, and that was the other side of working at Toyota was that um, there's a whole bunch of people that are into triathlons, into cycling, <laughs> yeah. into elite sports. Like we have Luke um, Scott there who's got the New Zealand Park record. Park run. Yeah, yeah park yeah. run record. But you don't have those anymore. No, no, I know. I know, he's pretty <laughs> devastated. But uh, um, shout out Lucas Aid. But um, yeah, poor kid. Um, and then we've got Benjamin Wall who's like, he's a top 1500 metre yeah. mile runner 800 meter runner um you know and then you've got other like adam martin who competed at elite level at triathlon and stuff so these guys there oh, so you're just uh, joe average oh i'm just joe average at work <laughs> yeah no i've got a i've got a long way to go um but i also got a whole bunch of other mates that are into cycling and this mm. is where they led me to getting into zwift which is pretty yeah. cool so shout out richard long he um he's an ex-cyclist from the uk was like a national champ level sort of cyclist yeah. Um, now he's had kids and stuff and, and sort of you got kids my age um, which is pretty cool and he got into Zwifting which is um, as an online cycling platform um, yeah. which allows me to be able to train in my garage at night or in the morning early in the morning without having to go on the road yeah. and that's revolutionised my training like I couldn't think of anything one one single thing that's, that's changed my change. changes yeah, is, yeah. and now I love cycling like it take me five years ago I'd say someone asked me what do you think of cycling I'm like what's cycling like that's a joke like yeah well if your numbers driven though mate like i know that this with cycling oh Oh, my goodness yeah and especially with swift it is all just number power power based oh man it is so cool um and so for people that don't know what swifting is you get a smart trainer you take the back wheel off your bike and you put it on the smart trainer and then it generates you know um uh power based on what you're doing with the pedals um and it also can hold your watts if you want to do a workout um if you're going up a hill, it dictates, you know, how big that hill, it works out how big so that hill changes is. The and it changes the gearing, makes it yeah, harder yeah. and easier. Um, and then you can race as well against people all around the world. So it has yeah. that racing aspect as well as the workout aspect, as well as just being able to just ride your bike in different yeah. areas around the world. So or, do you have your set up with like a TV screen? Yeah, I have a little, la- I have my laptop at the moment, but I do want yeah. a big 50 inch TV to get there. Um, <laughs> so I've seen some setups on there. Like I've never used it myself. Yeah. I think we talked about this last year, Yeah. but I've never used it myself. But yeah. I've seen like, oh, I see you know, some people, some pretty, pretty like they got, it's called the pain cave essentially. And people have set up like, you know, whole workshops. Like a VR type Oh setup. man, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I haven't quite got there yet, but one day, one day when I buy a house and build something, I'll definitely make sure I've got my own pancakes. Put a little extra, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make sure it's well insulated. Yeah, 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 and lots of fans everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just the egg on you, mate. Yeah, just, yeah. honestly, it's it used to be a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Zwifting has, yeah, essentially changed my life. Um, you know, I'm, I'm able to train out at 5.30 in the morning, do a couple of hours, and then be done at 7.30. I can still then spend time with the kids, um, get dinner, you know, breakfast ready um, for the kids, spend a little time with them, and then go to work, come back, put the kids to bed, don't have to rush or anything, unless I'm doing a race at a certain time, but (laughs) those are only on certain occasions. And then, um, yeah, go back to training if I want um, and stuff like that. And I'm not on the road, so I'm safe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and if Kirsten needs to go out, she can shoot out, and I've still I can just get off the bike, you can get off off and and help the kids if I need to. So, 
Um, yeah, and I think you need to be a salesperson for stuff, mate. I'm oh, I do. And then, to be fair, to be fair, I just had someone message me. A friend of an old school friend of mine messaged me. He said, "How do I get into Zwifting? And like, what do I need and stuff? Can you hit me up?" And he lives in Australia, so I, after this, I'll end up um, talking to him. Might have to link up with my brother. He said he wants to do an um, Ironman before he's forty. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going to have to need to get a crack on, but he doesn't have a lot of cycling experience. I told him he should get something like that. Like it'd be the perfect setup. Oh, it is. So. Yeah. I mean, so like the trainer itself was a thousand bucks, and thanks to dad, like I didn't have a thousand bucks to spend on a smart trainer and stuff and i just spent a lot of time talking to richard with dad in earshot and um and dad sort of heard me talking about it quite a bit because richard was really trying to get me involved yeah. he knew how much i wanted to get into cycling and training for this this you know trying to do an i, I want to do an ironman as well yeah eventually and stuff and so then sort of dad heard enough and so he said oh for your early birthday present i'll get you one um, which was probably one of the best birthday presents i've ever gotten so that was pretty cool and yeah like i've been doing yeah sort of 10 hours on it a week 15 hours i had a um, I had my first bike, so this is how terrible I am at cycling. I got a bike off a workmate when I was living in Auckland for 300 bucks. It was a size 51, so in terms of cycling, that's a small. I'm actually an extra large. In terms of cycling. Yeah, and so I had no idea. So I've been riding around this tiny bike with my arch back on an aluminium frame and a bike that is, yeah, too small for me. But, I mean, it was what it got me around commuting. Yeah. So I stuck that on the trainer, and it slowly started disintegrating with the sweat and stuff on my bike. <laughs> And then I only had one pair of bike shorts, so I'd have to I'd reuse my bike shorts every time after swing them out. I just hang them up and then just reuse them. It was pretty bad, but that's the that's the knowledge of my cycling. I had no idea. <laughs> we used to have a uni lecturer when I was studying. Just that story about the yeah. gear is just. Oh. He used to live in Fielding and he'd cycle across to Palmy. Yeah. And he had the office like at the end of the hall. Yeah. And there was a heater in his room, oh. and he'd stick the gear. Oh on the heater oh, and so like if you ever went to like meet him you were just like please don't like say come into my office to catch up about this thing it was like you did not want oh. to go in his office because that was literally every day like oh, he'd be right. cycling home in the same gear from the morning and yeah yeah so I'm, I mean, I'm glad you got another pair of shorts because oh, i don't I've got, want I've that got now you know um and but it took me probably six months of swifting to to get a new pair of shorts um, but I had no idea like I just kept using them and then I was wondering why I was getting saddle sores all the time and it turns out I don't know why I was getting saddle sores so um, but again I had no idea like I was this is all new to me like last year getting the trainer learning about power and power weight ratio and all this stuff like I had you know, cycling is so a huge sport Jeepers yeah. is a huge sport and and um, learning about zone thresholds and all this yeah. like I've you know and look it is really daunting when you first start but you slowly just get you pick get used to pick go. it up and stuff yeah. like that and now like I just rattle off zone 2 threshold training like it's, yeah. it's just like normal to me but then someone else would be like what the heck are you doing like <laughs> just cruising around really yeah. Um, and yeah so I did Zwifting got into Zwifting um, and then I becoming part of a, a team called Valos Mm-hmm. Um, who are an awesome group. They're just an online racing group run by a guy oh, out in the yeah. UK. And so, again, a part of a... a so, big... are they like a training, like online training yeah, group or something? Yeah, so yeah. In, in Zwift, you have different teams and stuff that you can be a part of, and you either yeah. race with them or they do group rides and stuff like that. So, Richard and a few others from work... So, is this kind involved. of coming back to gaming type stuff? And there's like, a little bit, yeah. Got headsets yeah, on yeah, and the, talking. Honestly, it gets like that. We have Discord channels and stuff. Oh, wow. and you do so, so, on a Friday, we do team time trials. So, you have six of us or eight of us, and you all ride, and you have to all ride in uniform and then so someone will peel off the front so you talk on the oh, chat honestly it's so, yeah, yeah so it's it's pretty big and um yeah it is kind of a bit like gaming but yeah, but yeah. obviously really healthy gaming so <laughs> that's where i sort of channel my gaming and my love of data yeah and so oh, it's worth yeah Lift, you have all your power numbers so every every night i'm just like looking through hard oh, today beat my pr on this 30 second power or honestly it gets 
I spend hours looking at data, um, not just work related now, but uh, Zwift based as well. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, I, I love it, eh? Like honestly, it, it's changed changed everything for me in terms of being able to train more, more mm. social. It gives you a nice social aspect to training because people are in the same boat as you. They all want to get better, all want to get stronger, and you want to support each other. Like I know if now if I go over to the UK or Europe, I can meet up with one of these guys and they'll help That's me out or support life. me or, um, you know, what I achieved on the weekend, they will put a post out, hey, celebrate, you know, Nick and his yeah. dad achieving this. Dad, literally two months after I bought my smart trainer, dad bought himself one because he saw how much I was using mine and enjoying it. <laughs> now on a Friday, we all do team trial trials together. So with your dad. With my dad and with... And he's <clears> in his little garage as well. He's in his garage. I'm in my garage. Richard's in his garage out in... Um, who I know with so David. do you have a headset on or do you have yeah, like, how does it I just have like little earbuds. you know earbuds and stuff oh, and then on okay, Discord yeah. and then just um, so headset would get pretty uh, yeah, sweaty yeah, sweaty, yeah. yeah yeah gotta have the earbuds or um, or somebody just play it through the laptop <clears> and then um, there'll be like a, a directive sporter for a DS as we call them they'll be calling yeah. out who needs to be at the front and doing how many watts and Honestly, it's, it's and again, it's just part of that being that community. Yeah. Um, and then now I've got involved with Bike Manor too a little bit, yeah, becoming yeah. that community. And um, so honestly, you're doing a few more rides on the road as well. Yeah, a, little, yeah. a few more rides. So I've got a couple of rides coming up in the next few month, uh, next month or so. I'm doing bike uh, bike Lasky's tour around Pai yeah. Tour. It's 125k's, and then I'm doing a three day, a two day, three stage race in the Wire Rapper as well. Yeah. So starting to get involved with more of those uh, in real life events as yeah. well, yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, the Zwifting is. It's something else, eh? And it's so the, really cool. The biggest sort of game changer there, New Zealand of July, uh, 214 for three with oh, one wow. more to go. So oh, good. That's good. a, that's so a buff task. After this, uh, you have to go home quickly, mate, and yeah, get onto yeah, yeah, that good, second innings. Yeah, how good. How good. Watch this win this game, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I was thinking about that. I was going to take Harvey down to it because we were in Wellington, obviously, for the 10K in the weekend. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, I should take Harvey to the cricket. And then I looked at the last 7 o'clock, Harvey oh. Fast asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to go to at some point, but um, yeah, it's just it's trying to travel down there and get back in time for work. And... 2.15, there you go. That's yeah, the final score. So if score. anyone's uh, listening to this on Friday, you'll already know the outcome. Yeah. We do not right now because yeah. you're, in, you're <laughs> in the future and we're in the past. <laughs> we're living as we go. Yeah. So, so with that whole zifting thing, like, because obviously we talked earlier, like cycling has quite a big time commitment. Yep. Obviously, you're a father of three now, yep. so life is probably a lot more full on. Yeah. You've yeah. started thinking about these ways of being you know, more active, more present, more aware, yeah. more engaged. Yeah. You've had the job change, which has helped. Yeah. When do you train? And yeah. how, how do you fit the demands in, obviously, because you've got this, you know, semi-addictive yeah. personality type thing where yeah. you want to do well, you want to improve. Yeah. Like, how are you kind of yeah. managing that with being good dad and all that as well? How yeah. That kind of, I mean, you know, Zwift has allowed me to sort of train early. I mean, you've got, you've got to make sacrifice. Look, this comes without, mm. you know, I don't, I don't do anything but hang out with my family and train. <laughs> Yeah. and go to work essentially that's, yeah. that's that's what life is about it for me at the moment but i love it like for me that that's, that's good that's yeah, cool yeah. you yeah. know and, and people will be different but for me being active on the bike i mean being active in general is great um because i spend more time with my kids being active as well like it does, yeah. training doesn't mean just sitting on my bike um in zwift or going mm. out in the pool by myself like sunday afternoons we and the kids will all go down the pool and we'll just have some fun yeah. do some lengths and, and park run as well eh? yeah we yeah. do park run on a saturday morning um, you know the kids are doing athletics on a Tuesday night. We're yeah. doing. I tried the tri series at the moment on Monday night, oh, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. That. So, again, it's getting them involved in sports as well, or, or um, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, for me, training is like getting up at five, five thirty in the morning, mm. doing a couple of hours, and then and then making sure I've got enough time that I do spend time with the kids and the, before they go to school, have mm. breakfast with them, or try to have breakfast with them. 
Um, and then sometimes I even drop them off at school, which I've never been able to do before in my in my other jobs. Are they just around the corner from work as well? Uh, not too far, like right. five minutes down the road, you know. Yeah. So I can I can get them to school in time and then make it back to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've never been able to do so. Being able to do that is really awesome. Um, and then yeah, then I don't feel the pressure also of having to come home, you know. And then um, I'm rushing home. I'm super tired from work. Now I'm I'm fresh from work because I'm just come down the road. Yeah, work yeah. hasn't been super stressful because it's you uh, know it's, people. it's yeah. not a not a stressful job. Um, I can be more present. We can put the kids to bed and things like that. And then and then I can do some more training or some. Me and Kirsty book out Monday night for date night. Yeah. So having been more. Um, or is it more intentional with my time as well? Yeah. Um, with that kind of thing is has been really important. Yeah, I think growing up in your twenties, you think you've got all the time in the world, um, but I think being more intentional with the time that you have is really important. And also, I like being a maximizer, so I like trying to I try and maximize. <laughs> efficiency. Yeah, being yeah. efficient and, and trying to and work out what can I do in this period of time period to maximize my training or yeah. or maximize spending time with my kids and doing training at the same time or something like you know I'll go for a run, kids can bike with yeah. me or something like that so yeah. yeah just trying to be more intentional with that kind of thing yeah um and and being present with the kids in terms of like what i'll do is i'll get home from work and i'll say hey let's go for a run and the kids yeah. come out we'll go i'll bike and they'll yeah. run yeah. and stuff like that so just trying to get them uh, keep them being active and stuff like that is, is really important too yeah. yeah 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 so yeah that's and cool man yeah and so with this big event that you're hoping to go to spain for yes yeah have you got any specific sort of training that you're doing for that? Like, you haven't mentioned a lot of swimming lately. No. <laughs> after, after that terrible swimming lake down where I've stayed clear of water. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Um, I haven't been back swimming. Sounds like you yet. need an indoor pool with a current mate. Oh, to... I do. I just start training. <laughs> That's going to be there. more than a thousand dollars. I know I have like... to go drive to Fox and every Saturday or something, go for a swim in there just to get used to current swells. Because, yeah, I've only ever swum in, in flat water. So, yeah. Um, so is it in the ocean over there? It will be in the ocean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope it's flat ocean. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It depends where it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't have no idea. Um, yeah, I think I think for the most part at the moment, because I've got a couple of cycling things coming up, I'm just going to focus on cycling. Mm. I want to get back into running. So again, I'm trying to think of ways of how I can maximize my training. I said to Kirsty before, actually I left here, um, for here, I said, oh, I was thinking about um, maybe on a Tuesday and a Thursday lunchtime, me and you go for a run. Mm. You know, if you want to get back into running, I could drive home from work, go for a run, have a quick shower, and then go back to work. Yeah. Again, trying to be more intentional with my time and, and spend, spend time, time, time with, with her. her as well. and, yeah. um, and I know she really wants to get in training. And that's the thing, trying to work in my training with her training and stuff, then can starts to become a and, Yeah, so, you know, with the Swifting, I'm trying to be like, oh, you can go out without having to worry about the kids. I will get off the bike. Unless it's yeah. a race, I will get off the bike and deal with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And stuff so i'm trying to get her out the door a bit more to, so she can do some more Help training and stuff that. but yeah. yeah i gotta yeah try and find that that balance as well between her training and my training because I, I i want her to be as active like for me a lot of this is trying to inspire other people to be yeah. active and, and get out and say hey you can be a dad you can do, have have a busy life but also be active and maybe not to the extent that i'm doing it because i'm i really when i do something i'm i'm full in like i'm maximizing as much as i as i possibly want and and want to achieve something mm-hmm. like i i do it for for trying to achieve something not just for staying fit <laughs> yeah but um but yeah anyone can do it like i've you know we've got workmates that are coming out now going for park runs with us and mm-hmm. kirstie's trying to get running and stuff like that i've got people messaging me now about trying to get into zwift and things like that so it's um it's pretty cool like i've got dad back into training and he's now lifting and, and doing all these kind of things with us so um, to see that positive impact of yeah, you making yeah. these and, and I never yeah. I never did that 
I never started training for that. I did it for myself. Yeah. But it's now becoming the point where I'm like, man, this is actually kind of cool. Like I'm helping other people get inspired or, yeah. or wanting to do better and stuff like that. And, and it's not about trying to be the best. It's trying to be your own best. Like, mm. you know, like you said, talking about your personal best at running. Like it's just encouraging people to try and push their boundaries a little bit and try and do better than they did last time and stuff like that you're not trying to be the world best because i'll never be the world best but yeah, yeah. but i, I want to get close to it but again other people want to just try and beat their personal best and i think that's really important too and that's where zwift is really good because you can see your, 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 your numbers yeah you know, your numbers you see how oh, i'm doing better here and i'm doing oh, i haven't done as well here and stuff like that but again yeah it's all it's all part of the journey yeah 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 100 man i think that's a good place for us to head into the the final three, which I sprung upon you. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I did. I did give you a little bit of primal. Oh, so, yeah. so you have. Uh, you probably can't even remember back to what we talked about before in terms of what the questions yeah. were. Yeah. Um, but I think the first one's probably a pretty, you know, not not simple one, but one that I think, you know, there'll be something that springs to mind. Yeah. Um, I, on the fiftieth episode, I had another guy, um, Ryan O'Connor, interview me. And oh, I was yeah. like, I don't want to write any answers down or think of anything. Like, I want to see what I think of at the time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I know that something will come to you. Mate. Um, so the first question that we have is, what is a parenting tip or word of advice for someone who is in their first few years, you know, the early stages of being a dad? Is there a specific piece of advice that you'd give to them? I think it is finding something for yourself to do. Like, I think trying to... Obviously, yes, you feel quite powerless in those first early moments of, mm. you know, having a six-month-old and, and or like you know a newborn and, and you can't do a lot and stuff. But I think trying to have an avenue of yeah doing something like just going to go to the gym and lift some weights or, mm. or go for a, for a run or start getting involved with something. I think yeah, it's really helpful for me for my mental well-being was really good. Yeah, yeah. As, as something as a, as a young as a young parent. Um, and a young person in general, yeah, trying to find something. Maybe not gaming. That was, <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was. But that was more my addictive personality. But yeah, something just to find something to do. Yeah. That sort of, and then and then also being self-aware. I think of the needs of your wife and, and mm-hmm. listening. I think listening is is really important too. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of listening when I was younger, but um, I think that's really important. Yeah. Listening. You've learned, mate. I've learned. I'm learning. Yeah, definitely learning. That's the main to, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool, man. And then the second one is, is there a new habit or something you've changed in sort of the last 12-ish months or so um, Yeah. That that's made a bit of an impact or a difference in your life? Ice bathing. Oh, really? Yeah, I got into yeah. ice bathing. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, I listen to a lot of things. Like I've, I've got into, um, uh, I was taping my mouth shut when I was sleeping. Stop that now. <laughs> um, but ice bathing, I think, has is, is been really good just from a mental point of view yeah. as well as a physical. But I, I um, a lot of people do it first thing in the morning, but I run really hot at night when I sleep. So I find doing an ice bath at night really helps me like sleep a better. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, um, yeah, I've just got a big drum at home, just fill out the freezer with like three liter ice uh, milk bottles and we just yeah. chuck it in for an hour and then I'll take them out and then sit in it um, for yeah. like five, ten minutes. Kirstie's getting into it as well now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but she does it in the morning. I, I just can't do that yet. But um, yeah, I think... Well, mate, there's, there'd be science to say that doing something to lower your temperature before bed is probably actually not the not the worst thing in the world. No, yeah. Actually, because they say... It would help yeah. you sleep, I think. But yeah, they say like... Ice bath would help me sleep. I think I'd be... Why? What is it? Fight or flight? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that is the case too. Like people say, like it's just like an intense hit that can can wake you up as well and stuff. But I find, yeah, I sleep <clears throat> way better at night when I I've had a nice bath and, right, and especially with the recent uh, weather we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been hot. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, ice bathing definitely definitely get into it. There's lots of other things 
like the, my weekmate jokes on the fitness guru guidebook at, at work because I just come up with stu- like different things I've been listening to and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like a lot of breathing work, like breathing through your nose and things like that. Again, yeah. really helpful. But um, I find the ice bath thing's been the best one so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been good. Yeah, cool, man. And then the last one that we have is a book and or podcast recommendation. So it could be one, it could be both, it could be none, maybe. After no, no. Um, <laughs> now, my wife's been getting me to listen to Diary of a CEO. I don't know if oh, you know yeah. that. Yeah, like it's a, it's a pretty common one, but I think there's some content on there that's really good. Um, just recently been listening to the one on fasting um, yeah. and how water fasting or doing, you know, like I've started doing sort of 40, another, actually another habit of mine, um, 40 to 60 now fast. So what I'll do is I'll eat from like, uh, finish eating at six o'clock. So I'll make sure I have yeah. dinner with the kids. And then I found myself often quite snacking because I was bored or training or doing something. I just eat something or, you know, and usually it was pretty unhealthy. Yeah. Um, so now I said, hey, six o'clock, I don't eat. And then I won't eat until eight o'clock the next day. Yeah. Um, that's my breakfast time. And I find, yeah, it helps keep the weight off. So it off. just stops you snacking too much pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it stops me yeah. snacking. But also there's heaps of other benefits. Um, go listen to the Diary of a CEO. I think it's one of his latest podcasts yeah. on fasting. Um, lots of people are doing it. There's lot, you know, in terms of cancer, getting rid of cancer cells and things like that. There's heaps of research on it. Um, I was never a big fan of fasting, but um, yeah, I'm starting to get more into it actually. I, I think with your calorie control piece, especially, yeah, would be, be yeah. massive. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's good. Yeah, Diary awesome, of a CEO. Man. Check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you coming no over worries. and uh, yeah, having a yarn and uh, hearing from the Zwift, <laughs> the pumps and all the Zwift uh, science yeah, route. <laughs> yeah, become something like that. Yeah, definitely get into it, guys. Uh, you know where to find me. I might have to start. You uh, need to get affiliate code, mate. Yeah, I might have to start an Instagram Zwift, uh, Zwift thing and try and find myself to Spain, I think. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, like man. Spain, but yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming me. on, Nick. Appreciate yeah, it. No worries. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stronger Dads Collective podcast. If you found anything within this episode valuable, please be sure to share it with someone else who you think might benefit from its content. Don't forget to give the podcast a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to follow along with what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at hjp underscore stronger dads. Right, we'll see you on the next one.